At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. It's time for season two. Welcome to the Owl House podcast, a series where me, Ground Cryptid, and my friends, Chan, Tulip, and Tipsy, will be watching through the Owl House series together and sharing our thoughts on each episode shortly after watching them. To keep up with us, please subscribe or follow the podcast on whichever audio site you're using. You can also listen to the podcast on my YouTube channel, Crowned Cryptid, where the podcast will be coming out every Wednesday after a new episode. They're posted on YouTube first, and then I put them on the audio sites later. If you enjoy this series, please leave a review for it on the audio site that you're using. Thank you. Alright, so um, that was a pretty fun episode. What do you guys think? Yeah, why the heck wasn't that one the season premiere? <laughs> Oh yeah, I mean, I mean, there was nothing wrong with the one that we actually got as the season premiere. Like I said last week, I'm trying to remember everything now because these episodes are so long compared no, to. No, yeah, time like if I... this episode, you know, unaltered had been the season premiere, I, I would feel that would feel a little weird. They set up some stuff, you know, like they they introduced the idea of that golden night guy, and they said like, hey, it's been two weeks, stuff like that. Then they could have aired them together or something, which I mean, they probably. I know they did at like an event or something, but I I don't know. It's it's more what I what I was saying last time. Like what I would want from a season premiere is a lot of setup and like meaningful action and stuff. And the a previous episode was all just like fun and games and like little bit of setup. So this is one of the Owl House episodes that didn't annoy me at all, which uh-huh. is quite rare. There's always something going <laughs> on that irritates me. But this is one of the ones that in the previous season I'd have rated a 9 or 10 out of 10. Um, up there with the Mountain episode or um, the, the the episode before the finale. I would say I'm in the same boat aside from... I think the one thing that bothered me a little bit about this episode is just the fact that they get kicked out of school. And it's like, is that the only conflict that Luz is ever going to have? Is that she's going to get expelled or put in detention or something? This is like the third or fourth time that <laughs> this has been a threat to her. I hope it doesn't happen again. Yeah, if it happens again, that would be excessive. But I also understand how why it's a big deal for her, because, you know, she's yeah, not going to learn sure. magic any other way. Yeah. I mean, didn't they learn magic in this episode without going to school? Yeah, but that's a new, that's a different kind of magic. Yeah, but that's the magic that loses learning. She wants to go to school, okay? She reads books, she wants to go to school. <laughs> <laughs> She's a nerd. She oh. wants to go to school. You're a nerd. I know that. Right. <laughs> right, okay, so Amity's parents. We finally get to meet them after oh, all of yeah. this build-up. Uh-huh. 
Like, I, I was not expecting Dad Blight to be this just, like, engineer guy who just does his own thing completely. Yeah, he's, he's I was, like, it's not even paying attention to what's I going was, on around him. I was worried that he was going to be completely silent. I'm very glad that he wasn't. I don't know, that could have been interesting in a way, too, but it, I'd prefer to have more character. Oh, also, yeah. I guess Amity's natural hair color she got from her dad, probably. Uh, okay. Yeah, and she dyes it she dyes it to be like, oh wait, what if she doesn't dye her hair? She might dye it to be like her mother, or she might just have funny hair color. But it it does seem like she dyes her hair to be like her mother. I I could be remembering wrong. Didn't in the Willow's Memories episode we saw like Amity younger and oh, she yeah, didn't have yeah, dyed yeah, hair? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. I think she did have all brown hair before. Yeah. Anyway, cool. Yeah, Amity's parents. God, we finally get to meet them. Her mom's basically what you would expect from, like, a rich rich mom character. Yeah, you know. It's a, good. Yeah. Um, like, she made for a good, you know, villain in this episode, but then also, you know, at the very end, she's now working under the Emperor, and I could see her being becoming a more sympathetic character later. I think the dad definitely, before her, will become some yeah. sort, of, some sort yeah. of double agent type character. Oh, oh sure. no, 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 no. I, I think... I, I, I'm looking at the dad, like... We know what the mother's deal is, right? We've seen exactly... We've seen most of what her deal is at the moment. We know she wants to impress people, and she is kind of evil, but only a little bit evil. The dad might be super evil, and we just don't know it yet. Yeah, so, like, oh. yeah I, I was thinking that too, maybe... Because like, he does seem... He, he seems like a nice guy in this episode. He seems like the contrast to the mom, but like... You know, maybe maybe he's maybe he's a uh, he's gonna have a turn at some point. He's going to reveal his true motivations. He's a triple agent. It wasn't just Amity's mother who was putting pressure on her as a kid. It was her father as well. So it's up to the writers where they want to go with this one. Effectively. That's true, but also I kind of get the feeling from this episode that Amity's mom is kind of the one in control of everything, and so if she wanted. I don't remember their names, so I'm just calling them mom and dad. But, like, if she wanted the dad to scold Amity with her, then he would do it. Like I said, he, he seems very much like... He has his own stuff going on, and the family relation stuff, he's not that invested in. Yeah, he probably... I, he seems to me like like he just wants any excuse he can have to, to touch weird things. <laughs> I don't... I don't... From this episode, I predict him possibly becoming a good guy. I don't really predict him becoming eviler than he is i think he's just like like a mad scientist type of dude who just like couldn't care less about anything else he's just happy to be cutting open abominations and stuff but well you know we'll find out we'll find out his design looks very very similar to something but i can't i can't put my finger on what i thought of professor venomous when i saw him yeah but um, i i didn't watch that show really though so that's not that can't be what i'm thinking i'll figure it out like three days from now and be like So while we are watching, I was thinking, like, it's probably an abomination glyph, right? And Lucy's going to learn that from this experience. But then oh. it turned out, like, I guess there might not be any more glyphs at all. You just have to combine them. I like that. I really like that. Yeah. Because if you limit the tools that are available to the characters, you can then add a bunch of depth to those tools, rather than have Luz learning a new glyph out of nowhere whenever she wants to do something cool. She can instead intellectually apply her knowledge to the existing four glyphs. Now it's like a deck builder game. They gotta use the glyphs back to back in a certain order. <laughs> yeah. I will say I kind of uh, I would feel better about that if they like tested it out instead of just guessing that there aren't any more. 
Yeah. You know, if they if they asked, you know, other witches they know to do some spells, and they were like, and then Luz looked at it through her camera because that's how she learned about glyphs in the first place. She was like, huh, the, these are just the same four glyphs over and over again. Yeah. You know, I don't know. I thought it was a little weird too how um, Lilith just like comes in and explains all that, and that like because the B plot was about Ida not wanting to follow the rules. Like, Ida should have discovered it herself or something, or Lilith should have been the focus of the B-plot, because it seems like very blatant exposition when Lilith is just like, oh no, I discovered this off-screen while the episode was happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to show how the rivalry between Lilith and Ida yeah. is reshaping a little bit. Now that they're on an even ground and they're using words and knowledge, um, Lilith is getting a bit of an advantage at the beginning but either will no doubt um regain that advantage later in the season yeah i guess if it happened the way that uh that i was saying i would have preferred then it would have been less expositiony that way but also in the episode i wasn't bothered so much by lilith exposition as much as king jumping to the conclusion that you know <laughs> that there aren't any more yeah. glyphs that seems like a bit of a reach from what lilith said too yeah I, but I assume we're supposed to just take that as canon now, which is fine, which is interesting. But I kind of don't like the way they got there, I guess. I don't know, but maybe um, you know, maybe it isn't. We'll find out. Maybe we'll find out the fifth glyph, which is love or something. Yeah, let's go. Power of friendship. This set made me laugh quite a bit as well. Mm-hmm. Once again, I'm having a hard time remembering all the jokes I laughed at. Oh, Principal Blum. Yeah, I was going to say, you know who didn't get a resolution in this episode? Principal Bump. <laughs> he was like, oh no, my life is ruined. And then they didn't actually go back to school in the episode. They just got like got permission to go back to school. So I don't know how he's doing. <laughs> I like that they showed him, um, because I never know what that guy's deal is, right? And, and I'm like, does he like them? Is he going to get rid of them at any moment's notice, like he did in the first episode? But I did like that there was a little bit of consistency this time around with him being told they couldn't go to school, but really wanting them to be in school anyway and crying because <laughs> he misses the drama. That was funny. And um, Gus eating the ticket as soon as Amity's mother handed it to Luz. And what about the emotional elements of the episode? Amity and her relationship to her mother and standing up to her. Yeah, I thought that was good. That was all well-paced. You know, expectable, but, you know, it was all it was all well done. I thought, in particular, that bit of action towards the end when they're fighting that abomination, that was like, you know, that was, that was good stuff. I Just that scene alone bumped up the score for this one for me quite a bit. Yeah, I just, you know, I, def- I hope that, that that continues into future episodes, because I was thinking this is sort of a big thing. You know, we're still really, like, early in this in this season, and this, this Amity's family dynamic has kind of been, like, the setup for her whole character up to this point, so I don't know. It's, it seemed like a big deal that she would just sort of get over it in one episode, uh, but I, I hope that she does. I hope she continues to, like, stand up to her family. Yeah, because, I mean, there's definitely some sort of element now, too, where, like, they're they're using her for something like they they need her to become a head of a coven or they need her to get stronger for their own gain and we need to figure out what's up with that and i'm sure that'll that'll be what what they cover as it goes on i'm glad they didn't hang around too long on the incredibly predictable and inevitable conflict of amity's mother um not approving her hanging out with Luz and amity not helping Luz. 
I'm glad they got out, that out of the way in this episode and we don't have to worry about it again. Yeah, true. That um, would have been... It's going to be for the rest of the season. <laughs> that would have been very annoying if we didn't get to see them together because if we didn't have an episode focused on this first, then we would have a lot of episodes where Amity shows up for one scene and then is like, oh, so, sorry, I got to go, uh, and then leaves. You know, <laughs> so it's good that, that <laughs> it's good that that's dealt with. You're right. And Amity was, um, Amity was good. Like, she wasn't her... She wasn't the starstruck version of herself that she was in the last like two episodes that she appeared in the last season she was yeah a little she was herself a little bit blushy yeah a little but, bit blushy, but, the, blushy, that, yeah, but, but this is the way i would want it i the other one like it was funny and like it was fantastic to see that kind of characterization but that was yeah. out of character for how they established her i'm talking about the way she was in the sports episode from last season for context you know who Amity reminded me of in this episode quite significantly? Raven. Mm. Teen Titans? Yeah, Raven Teen Titans. She did have a cloak on, so yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> That's the end of the sentence. <laughs> no, I mean, like, her, her cool attitude, but her desire to claim her friends for her own, for example. Stay away from my lose. That's a very Raven line. Mm-hmm. That's a very line that we're going to see a lot being tweeted on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Did, did, did we mention Gus yet? Do you want to talk about that in, in the podcast? <laughs> yeah, sure. That was jarring, but I mean, I guess yeah. I, as far as I could tell, just from credits that I looked at, which is just the wiki, which may not be updated, but I, I'm pretty sure it's just him. And he just actually got older, which is, which is pretty funny, kind of jarring. Maybe they could have done a better joke for it rather than just like a quick mention but eh, you know maybe they could have <laughs> I know it was only supposed to be two weeks but it's not that big of a deal if his voice is suddenly deeper I mean like Adventure Time did it yeah. in season two it wouldn't have been a big deal if they kept Gus the same size but his voice was just a bit deeper but now which puberty is part of the law yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's going to be part of the law forever I can only assume that it's just something that happens instantly to, yeah. to which it is. Also, this is the thing I was talking about with, uh, with a friend the other day. Like, is witch the name of the species of these people on the Boiling Isles who look like humans but with elf ears? Good point. Because yeah. because other people you use magic. You know, there there are like other races attending Hexide for sure, but like, are they also witches? What about the demon characters? Like the little demons. What is what is the law, Tulip? Because they can't all be the same species. Well, here, okay, because they, they're here, clearly not. According to the Gus Porter wiki page that I still have open on the wiki, it says he is a witch as a species. But what about the other witches that aren't the same? Okay, but but check check like Basha, you know, because she has like because she's not the same race, presumably, right? Basha. Gender, female, occupation, student, species, witch. All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's like, it's going to be like demons and candy people when there's like a million of them, but they're all somehow the same species. Uh, and there's also a frog reference, a frog <laughs> yeah. show reference. That was good. Still haven't seen that show. Yeah, but how does that... um? Amphibia, we should say, so people understand what we're talking about. But um, um, how's that tie into the lore then of both shows, huh? 
I don't think it does. I think it's just a, that's just what frogs. Are uh, that's like. what they want you to think. We didn't think Gravity Falls and Rick and Morty took place in the same universe. What? They don't. Gravity Falls and Rick and Morty explicitly take place in different universes. in different universes, but it is the same multiverse universe within the within the fictional universe of the universe. When do we get a Stephen Universe crossover? <laughs> well, well, we did with Uncle Grandpa already, so we don't need another one. Garnet was in OKKO, OK like they already did it twice. So we're good. <laughs> Adventure Time never did it. Adventure Time only did it with Minecraft. They did it with freaking Minecraft of all things. <laughs> <laughs> Not true. Like, Mordecai makes a cameo in uh, the catch-up episode. Oh, you're right, hmm. but from Bimo's imagination. So yeah. maybe Bimo used to watch regular show. Maybe how do you guys, how do you guys rate this episode? <laughs> um. Oh crud! I I'd say an eight or nine out of ten. It was a fun Ooh. episode. Yeah, I'm worried about rating it too high, but like me I, too. I I think it's a nine. <laughs> I'm still I'm still feeling the you know it's been a long time since we rated a lot of episodes, and also I'm realizing part of part of the stress of this for me is that um I had seen almost every episode of season one before we reviewed them, so I sort of knew going in how I felt about them. Um, but this is entirely new. I definitely like this one better than the previous one, and I gave that a seven. So I don't know. I'm leaning towards nine. Maybe our entire system is just going to fall apart as the season goes on. Yeah. Maybe we'll cares. have an episode that's better than ten and an episode that's worse than one. Maybe. <laughs> I've never rated anything a ten. I don't think. You were very like. Resistant against rating things ten. I want to rate. Yeah, when I even when I do like video review stuff, like I I will rate something a ten if it makes me like cry tears. Other than that, oh, nine point five. I don't know. <laughs> like I don't really have any complaints about this episode, but also I feel like there's definitely episodes out there I could enjoy more than this. Yeah. So I'm gonna say eight point five. That's my final rating. All right. I'd say the same. Eight point five. I I think I'm gonna stay with uh with nine on this one. I liked all the characterizations and everything, and the like. I said the little, the bit of action at the end, um, and like Luz and Amity interacting there was it was adorable and great. And I think that 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 was enough to raise it 0.5 for me. We'll say so. It's so it's a nine. Cool. It's not as good as the library episode though, so that's why it's a <laughs> not. That's why it's not a 9.5. But <laughs> okay, fabulous. What's happening next week anyway? Oh, next week, uh, the, actually, the Owl House is canceled next week. It's not, this is the last episode. No! Thank you so much for listening. Please stay tuned for other podcasts coming real soon. If you're enjoying this series, please leave a review for it. We'd love to know what you think. Also, consider subscribing to my YouTube channel, Crowned Cryptid, where I post reviews and news videos about cartoons, and I also upload these podcasts early there as well. Have a nice day. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. 
Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate megastores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.